Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, August 12. In inviting others to participate in decisions that are yours to make, the responsibility for the outcome will be yours also. Allow no one's suggestions to become your excuse for failure. Accept only ideas that resonate with your intuition. Never feel obligated to accept a suggestion merely because you asked for it. Well, this is a balance to a great many or several others that we've been talking about over the last weeks of, of, of Swami talking to us about how to gather other people's enthusiasms, how to ask their advice, how to get them committed. And now he's giving you the other side of it because this is also really important. There, you know, the famous, the buck stops here. The leader has to feel responsible and ultimately the leader is responsible. He's responsible for taking bad ideas and letting the project be ruined or whatever might be the cause. It always, it's always about the leader and the spirit, they say, what was the expression? Any organization is the lengthened shadow of the one who leads it. Many times Swami had commented during the course of Ananda, the course of the years that he was personally on the planet and was helping to develop Ananda, Everything depends on leadership. It's not a question of we would like a community here or a community there. Let's have one in South Dakota. Let's have one in Australia. Let's have one somewhere in Germany. You can't make that decision like that. You have to have the people. And above all, you have to have the leader. And if you don't have the leader, you you don't have the project. There's just no way around it. And the leader is the one who will take responsibility And the one who has the magnetism to be able to carry out that responsibility in such a way that he can bring other people along with him. Swami remarked once that if people um, don't cooperate or don't uh, support your ideas, there's either a failure of consciousness or a failure of communication. I'm assuming that your idea is a positive one or else your idea is bad. But Swami was assuming when your idea is good, there has to be leadership behind there. And that leadership... It is the magnetism of taking responsibility, which means if you follow someone else's idea, then now you are responsible for making that idea a success. And if if you knew it was a bad idea, and this is where he puts this out, you're not obligated to take it just because you asked for it. What do you think? You have to be prepared when you invite people to make suggestions. Be prepared to listen, as, as we've talked about earlier in this series, You have to be prepared to listen respectfully with an open mind. But just because you ask doesn't mean you have to do it. In other words, you have to have your own spine and it has to resonate with your ideas. And of course, then you have to develop the communication skills and above all the heart skills to be able to accept or reject without individuals feeling put down. And, you know, one thing I learned... um, this is this is this is a little bit about decisions, but a lot of times I because my mind works very quickly. Sometimes people would ask a question and I would have a really fast answer. And if somebody made a suggestion that I knew wasn't good, I had a bad habit of just saying no to it. 
But I gradually learned that it was much better to say yes to it. Yes, yes, but, rather than to say no. <laughs> because if you say yes, and, and especially I remember a few situations where someone really wanted me to carry out something that they wanted to carry out, but I knew it wasn't possible. It, was, it wasn't practical and it wasn't possible for very specific reasons. And so I, I said, wow, that is a good idea. Or there's, you know, in this case, it's a good idea. I'd really love to be able to do it, but I don't think I can for these reasons. And it wasn't a technique. It was actually the truth. I would love to be able to give you what you want. I would love to be able to go along with your idea, but for these reasons, I'm concerned that we're not going to be able to do it. But the person realizes just, just by saying that, that you've actually heard them, rather than just they've spoken and you've said no. And even just as they go, yes, you would like to do it, yes, it would be a good idea, these are the things that are going to make it difficult to do. And sometimes you just have to say, and it is the truth, you have to respectfully say, you know, yours is a very good idea, it could work that way, but the bottom line responsibility is with me. And so I feel that I need to go with the way I've been thinking it this way. Now, depending on how broad-minded people are, how, how selfless they are, how generous they are in their support of you, depends on how all that is going to work. You know, sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. Sometimes people remain angry with you or feel egoically hurt and there's nothing much you can do with it. But you can't just give away the responsibility because somebody wants it. You're not serving... You're not being responsible for the rest of what you're responsible for is to hand to, to relinquish responsibility when it's actually yours. There was a point in Ananda's history when there was a little mutiny. This was very early. This was like about 1973 or 74. There was a small mutiny. Swami was out of the country for a couple of months, and when he came back, a small group of people had written a new constitution. There were two geographic sections of Ananda, three actually, but two main ones, and they had written a new constitution so that one whole section of, of Ananda village, which was all there was at that time, would be governmentally separate, and that Swami Kriyananda would be definitely excluded from having any decision-making power in the section that was seceding. And Swami's comment, the gentleman who proposed the idea, his first name was Jim, and Swami had several things to say to him, and the first thing he said was... Uh, that all the money to support this piece of land comes from the people who are working on this piece of land. And he said, if, they, if you separate them and they cut off their support, he said, You'll, I'll give you six months. He said, three months to go bankrupt and three months for the property to be confiscated. And then he just said quietly and indefinitely, I did not start this community to turn it over to you. It's like, this is my responsibility and I refuse to abdicate it. You know, and if you're upset with it, that's just the way it is. Swamiji always took responsibility. There was a very complicated situation that developed in Italy around 2003. You know, when you do a spiritual work, it's not smooth sailing, ever. And the more successful you are, the more light you put out, the more the shadow rises and tries to snuff you out. There's a very successful community in Scotland called Fintorn. And many years ago, the founder of Findhorn was, was a man named Peter Caddy. He's, he's passed away now. He was still the leader at that point. He came to America and visited Swami Kriyananda in California, where I was living at the time also. And 
they had just, at great expense and effort, built a beautiful temple in Findhorn, and then someone had deliberately burned it down. It was arson. Just burned the whole thing down. And as a community ourselves, we knew the kind of effort it takes, you know, to build a real new and beautiful structure, and then to have it willfully destroyed out of malice. And so Swami was expressing great sympathy to Peter Caddy as two community leaders for this happening. And Peter, by that point, he sort of laughed it off and laughed off the fact that it was arson. And he just said quite simply, he said, if, if you're not if somebody is not persecuting you, you need, you need to try harder to spread the light. Because if, if, you, if you're spreading enough light, somebody's going to try to stop you. And if nobody's trying to stop you, you need to try harder. Just as simple as that. That's what was happening. So what happened to us in uh, Italy was that a mentally unbalanced person filed a lawsuit against us, claiming that we had been enslaving people We'd been enslaving weak-minded people and taking advantage of them. This man, it turned out, had filed multiple lawsuits against everyone, including his own family, just for some reason it's what he liked to do with his time. In Italy, unlike America, the laws that he used to file that lawsuit were not civil, they were criminal. So the actual penalty, we, we faced similar litigation in America because we were putting out a lot of light. We were ex- ex- expressing a lot of light, not, not snuffing out the light. Putting out the light has a double meaning. We were expressing a lot of light, so there was an effort by the shadow force to snuff out our light. But it was a civil matter, money. And money is significant. It can, you can be wiped out by bankruptcy. But in Italy, it was criminal. It was like the same laws that are used to buff the, bust the mafia were being used against us enslavement, weak-minded people, whatever. It was a whole lot of stuff. It was pretty impressive. And, uh, and as it happened, Swami had moved to India just before that lawsuit was filed. And although he was named, some of our people were actually put in prison for a week until it got straightened out. Swami Kriyananda was supposed to have been put in prison, but he was out of the country. They, they thought he was in the country, but Jyotish, who is Kriyananda's successor, resembles him physically. And the police saw Jyotish return to Italy, and they thought Kriyananda had, so they came in but to arrest what they thought was Kriyananda, but it wasn't. So Kriyananda is now in India, and this whole thing is going on in Italy. And Kriyananda is having terrible health in, in Italy, India, and no doctor will let him get on a plane for that long flight. It's just absolutely out of the question. His heart was acting up, all of these things. Swami was absolutely beside himself. He said, you know, I am responsible. I am the leader. It can't be that those people, especially when they were put into prison, those people can't be put into prison when I'm free over here. Finally, he was persuaded not only by the medical, but he realized that if he went back to Italy and were imprisoned, he said everybody would be so worried about him being in prison that they wouldn't be able to put any energy into anything else. And even when they were released from prison and put on house arrest, it still wasn't, it just wasn't possible. Swami would have, the the plane flight could easily have killed him and nobody thought that was a good idea. So it took a while, it actually took several years before the whole thing ran through the courts like this and Swami was able to be in Italy at the right time in the right place and he actually was on his way from America to India but he, he stopped in Italy. He only had two days before he had to do a program in India he stopped there for the hearing 
and just stood in front of the judge and said, you know, these charges are absolutely preposterous. There isn't an ounce of truth in it, which is how it was ultimately decided. He said, but if you're going to punish anyone, the only person to punish is me. He said, whatever that punishment is, because I am the leader and I am responsible. And it was a powerful speech. And in the end, the judge, there's a, there's a decision in Italian law that is even more than innocent. It says there was never any basis for these charges. The entire case should never have been filed because there was no evidence to support this. So we were completely exonerated. And in fact, Italian law was changed to increase true religious liberty on the basis of our case. So it turned out to be all to the good. But those who were there all commented that part of the power of what happened was Swami Kriyananda just standing up and saying that. You know, and many decisions. He didn't even really run the Italian community. All, all the decisions that were being litigated, were Swami had had nothing to do with them. They were all made by other people. But as long as he was the leader, he was in charge. He put those people in charge. He allowed them to make decisions. And he took the responsibility. Now that's real leadership. And that's what we're looking for. And we have to hold that. We have to take our responsibility seriously. We have to say, if if God has given me the responsibility for this, I have to do my best. I have to trust myself, my intuition, and my co-workers that we can stand in truth together and I will always stand firm no matter what. So Swami says, in inviting others to participate in decisions that are yours to make, the responsibility for the outcome will be yours also. Allow no one's suggestions to become your excuse for failure. Accept only ideas that resonate with your intuition. Never feel obligated to accept a suggestion merely because you have asked for it. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.